Hey guys, Kyler back with Kyler Burrell's unedited podcast, episode number 123. Um, Here we go, Super Bowl prediction time. Um, So we're going to kick it off with college basketball stuff first, rankings and game picks, getting some combat sports stuff. I'm going to do some do some other stuff, like I'm going to grade the coaching hires and all that. Um, I'm going to do some, I'm going to do a couple lists here. I'm going to do top 16 greatest quarterbacks of all time. And then I'm going to do the top 16 <clears throat> best quarterbacks currently in the NFL. And then usually mock draft will end it, but today the Super Bowl preview, odds, prediction, uh, we'll end it. Uh, mock draft will come right before that. Will be two rounds. Bunch. Of, I did. I think I did about four trades. Uh, you're gonna see a lot of just different names to different places. Just wanted to do a kind of a random one and just do it a little different. Um, like I said, we'll get into that at the end. So, um, here we go with my 13.0 Power 16 College Basketball Rankings. This is as of February 4th. It is almost February 5th. This it'll be out. The morning, Monday morning, which will be February 5th. Uh, so here we go. New rankings. 1-2 stays the same. Purdue 1, Kentucky 2. Or, I mean, sorry, Kentucky. UConn 2. Um, that will be my... That'll stay 1-2. Purdue got a win on the road against Wisconsin today. I think, you know, the people ranking Wisconsin... You know, I think they... You At the time, it was kind of a fair ranking because you had some teams sliding, but Wisconsin is... I don't think they're they're not a top-10 team in the country. Um, but it was a good road win, and UConn just taking care of business per usual, you know, dealing with injuries. But guys are... Now they're starting to get healthy, and they're still 20-2. and two. A real chance to go back-to-back for UConn. Kansas jumps up to three for me. Two impressive wins. Obviously, I mean, you know, I know it's Oklahoma State, they're probably the worst team in the Big 12, but you still won by 30. And then number four, Houston comes down, and you win that game by 13. And if you don't have 18 turnovers, you probably win that game by 20-plus as well. They handled handled Houston. L.J. Cryer catching fire and KU's turnovers. I mean, I'm not going to say kept Houston around, but Houston did cut the game to 10 at one point. Kansas was just much better. Like I said, I thought they matched up well. You know, the two best players for um, Houston are their guards, and, you know, KU's got Dewan and McCuller to be able to guard them to, you know, our two best on-ball defenders. And, you know, I know their bigs are athletic and stuff, but I, I thought I knew Dickinson could have a day against them. And you know, it's crazy. You watch Dickinson play and it's like, man, is he really playing that good? And then you look up and he's got 20 points, eight boards, four assists to end with for us. And, you know, he's just unreal. Johnny Furphy, spectacular. Big one for KU tomorrow. Again, got to keep winning. Uh, you know, in my opinion, a bad start by Kansas to Big 12, now tied for the lead at the top at 6-3 and three with Houston. You know, I think you've got to win, though. It's a tough stretch we come up on, but this, these are games you've got to go win, you know, because, you know, tournament time's coming around. You've got to win these games. you got to be, you know, I think KU is the best team in the Big 12, or, you know, right there for it. I think you've you got to prove that you can be, and you've got to go beat. you got to win on the road at K-State, which is obviously a tough place to play. You've got to go beat Baylor at home Saturday. Uh, if KU sitting at eight and three, I'm uh, very confident on how the rest of this year will go. And you know, I I do think that they had you know, the UCF loss. KU was just terrible, and Dickinson was hurt. West Virginia, we scored 87 points, but they hit so many threes. I didn't think we played that bad against Iowa State. They just hit 14, 15 threes. So I think KU, you know, they've played a couple games on on the road, albeit that. Um, 
you know, teams just shot the lights out. And, you, you know, you got to expect that, though. You got to expect, especially going on the road, you got to expect the team's going to give you your best punch. The crowd's going to be crazy. And that's going to be the same thing tomorrow. K State's been bad, but you got to expect that they're going to come out. They're going to come out firing. And, uh, you know, got to create turnovers, play good defense. Defense has to travel because, you know, sometimes, you know, may not play the best offensively, but if you play good enough defense, you can win the game. North Carolina sits at four. They just dropped down one. They did lose to Georgia Tech, but a big bounce back win against Duke in their rivalry game. A uh, huge win for Carolina. They, you know, they're the best team in the ACC, and they're one of the, you know they're one of the favorites to win the national title. That's for damn sure. Um, really like this team a lot. I love the Carolina team. I kind of liked them from the beginning. I saw them, you know early on. Everyone was still kind of questionable about them. I was like, man, I think North Carolina is pretty fucking good, and uh, they really are. Houston doesn't drop far from me. Uh, they dropped five. They dropped to five. So. I had them at four. They dropped from four to five. Um, again, tough loss, but they also had a win on the road at Texas. Um, in overtime, you know, Texas kind of gave them the game, but they did win on the road against Texas. That's huge. So Houston remains in the top five. Tennessee remains at six. I just didn't feel they should jump Houston or North Carolina. I know they lost, or I know they beat Kentucky, which was a great win, by the way. You know, they sc- you know scoring a lot of points. It's just what you got to do against Kentucky is outscore them. Uh, they did have a, a bad loss, not a bad loss, but they did not play well against South Carolina at home. That's the that was the more surprising thing is at home, um, but they remain at six. Auburn up to seven, two bounce back wins in a row um, over Vandy and Ole Miss, and they get Alabama coming up at home. You know, trying to revenge that game. Um, South Carolina up to eight. You're gonna have to start taking South Carolina serious. It went, in, you know, Georgia has played teams very tough this year. They went and won on the road at Georgia, and they won at Tennessee. I really like this South Carolina team. They're they're really fun to watch. I got Arizona, who did win today over Stanford, come back at, after being down 11.5. They're at 9. Duke at 10. They fall after the loss to Carolina a little bit. Marquette up to 11. They, they're starting to hit their stride. Marquette looks good. Illinois is at 12. They got a nice win uh, over uh, Nebraska in overtime, I think, at home. They play at Michigan State coming up, though. Tough game there. Alabama at 13. Again, Alabama, a big one. They've looked unbelievable in the SEC. I think they're 8-1 or something like that, and they get Auburn on the road. Iowa State down to 14. Um, battled, really battled against uh, against Baylor. But, yeah, I got them there at uh, at 14. Not in love with that Baylor team. I know they got the win, but I'm just – I don't know. There's something I just – I don't think they're that good, to be honest. Um, TCU at 15. Uh, lost a couple this week, but, you know, road games – We'll see what happens. Dayton up to 16 for me. Uh, next five out, I got Kentucky, Wisconsin, FAU, Utah State, and Texas. I think Texas is better than Baylor. Um, I truly do. I, I like. I don't mind this Texas team. I, you know, I think you know, kind of a slow start to Big 12 play, but they've really, they've really come together. They, you know, they blew. They, they would be for sure in my top 16 if they would have uh, won that game against Houston, which they should have won. Um, but yeah, they're sitting there in the next five out. So college basketball games. Uh, Split eight and four piece, so I didn't really gain anything on him. Um, I'm now twenty three and sixteen against Fee. He's twenty seven and twelve. I'm seventy two and twenty eight overall this year. Uh, we don't differ much this week, so I need to win the two swing games that I picked. That's for damn sure. I need to win those two. That would be huge. Um, so Monday or when this is out, Monday February fifth, Kansas at Kansas State. We're both taking KU. Tuesday February sixth. Clemson at North Carolina. We're both taking Carolina. BYU at OU. This is one we differ. I have OU. He has BYU. Iowa State at Texas. I am taking Texas. He's taking Iowa State. So there's their two swing games. Tech at Baylor. We're both taking Baylor. 
Alabama at Auburn on Wednesday, February 7th. We're both taking Auburn. And then Saturday, a bunch of games to pick. We don't differ on any of them, sadly. Illinois is at Michigan State. We're both taking Michigan State. TCU at Iowa State. We're both taking Iowa State. Auburn at Florida. We're taking Auburn. Gonzaga, Kentucky, a little weird. Weird spot. A non-conference game in in uh, in February. Um, we're both taking Kentucky there. St. John's at Marquette. We're taking Marquette. And Baylor at Kansas. We're taking Kansas. Spread records. He's 2-7. and seven. I'm 4-5. and five. Um... He hasn't decided. I'm going to take KU probably no matter what. Minus five and a half is the spread right now, but we'll see what it's at tomorrow. We, we mainly lock in our, our spread picks a day of the game, but our records are four and five for me, two and seven for him. So, yeah, that is college basketball for the upcoming week. So let's get into, let me get a drink, then we're going to get into some combat sports. Um, Fury Usyk postponed to May 18th. Fury took an elbow. A guy was trying to throw a left cross. And just whiffed and hit him with an elbow across the across the uh, top of the the eyebrow, cut him open. So it's going to be moved back to May 18th. Still in Saudi. Saudi's gotten some. They're getting some big ones. Obviously, they have Joshua and uh, Wilder, I believe, in Mar- uh, March as well. So that's coming up. Uh, Lomachenko and Cambosis. They are booked for May 11th in Australia. Uh, I, I expect Loma to win that one thoroughly. And then here's a big one: Bivol. Versus better beef set for June first in Saudi. Saudi gets another big fight, undisputed light heavyweight title bout. That is one I'm looking forward to. Um, I, the heavyweight fights don't get me. I, I, I'm honestly Fury Usyk. I probably still slightly over, and I love the Joshua um, and Ganu matchup. But man, this is this is a big one. I'm glad that we get these two weeks apart. Um, Fury Usyk undisputed heavyweight title. Bivol better beef, undisputed light heavyweight title. Great for boxing. I love seeing it. Um, and, you know, people can say it they want about Saudi, but, man, they're putting some big ones together. Um, that's for sure. Manny Pacquiao wants Conor He wants to return to professional boxing. He wants Conor McGregor. Don't see that happening. Um, not this year, at least. Uh, I think Conor will have a couple fights in the UFC. And then, you know, he's only got two fights left on his deal. We'll see what happens after those. But, yeah, I don't think that happens. He also said Tank Davis and Garcia, which is just very laughable. I mean... Uh, I still think Connor. I think Connor could beat him in boxing at this point, but he definitely can't beat Tank Davis or Garcia in boxing right now. Uh, UFC. Uh, so he had a fight night last week, kind of a downer. So, so what's next for some guys that were on the card? Moikano got a big win over Drew Dober via decision. He called out Darius and Hooker. I love both those fights. Um, either one of those. That's great. I don't think he beats either one of them. Maybe. I don't know. I guess Darius is interesting. Is he? Is he falling off? And is he done? The Hooker fight would be batshit crazy. But either one of those fights, I'd favor Darius or Hooker over Moikano, but those are great matchups. Uh, Delice took the loss. I got Brad Tavares, I think, is a good matchup. And for Imovov, I would like the winner of this coming week weekend's fight night. Uh, Pfeiffer Hermanson winner fights Imovov. I think those would be that would be good. And so let's look at that fight night. Um, it's, it's a solid fight night. It's at, you know, it's at the apex. What are you going to do? Um, but I think the the main card's solid for Apex actually because usually the Apex you get a decent main, you get a decent to good main event and the rest of the card is pure shit. You got Hermanson Pfeiffer. Uh, I'll give some quick predictions. I'm gonna go Pfeiffer actually via stoppage. I think he'll stop him in round two. You got Dan Ige Andre Feely. I'm gonna take Ige via decision. You got Robert uh, Bajek versus Albert Durayev. Give me Durayev um, via decision. Brad Tavares actually fighting against Gregory Rodriguez. Give me Tavares via. I'm going to go Tavares via submission in this one. 
Michael Johnson, Darius Flowers. Don't know much about Flowers, but Michael Johnson's so over the hill. I'm going to guess Flowers gets him out of there. And then Adolfo uh, Vieira um, taking on um, – Adolfo's 9-2. and two. He just he just beat Cody Brundage. He's taking on um, Armin Petrosian. I do like Petrosian. Um, he's coming off a couple wins in a row. I'm going to go Petrosian via knockout in that fight. That's the way I'm going to go with that one. So that's the fight card again. It's not great. But we're also going to look at UFC 298 early preview what I think of the fights. Um, great main card and two two good fights on the prelims as well. Um, prelims, you got Hagerio de Lima versus Justin Taffa. I'm going to take Taffa in that one. Um, early prediction. Uh, Mackenzie Dern stepping on late notice against Amanda Lemos. Don't love this decision by Dern. Um, this is a very tough fight for her. Um, I really just don't love the decision. Anthony Hernandez versus Kopilov to kick off the main card is sick. I love Kopilov. He's one of my favorite fighters. Um, I think he'll get that done. And then you got Marab versus Cejudo. I'm going to say the winner is going to fight Sean. Cheeto Vera winner. I think it's more likely it happens if Cejudo wins. I don't know how that's going to go, but that's an, that's just an unbelievable fight. That's That fight is so sick. Jeff Neal versus Ian Machado Gary. Again, awesome fight. I love I love Ian Gary in this fight. I think it's, the speed will be too much, but that's a tough fight. Jeff Neal's a tough customer. Robert Whitaker, Paulo Costa. I mean, come on. I expect violence in that fight. And then the main event, Volkanovski, Taporia. I don't know what to think about it. I don't because I just hope that, you know, Volk getting knocked out. I know it was a head kick. But, man, it scares me, him getting knocked out like that. Um, and Tapori is just an absolute killer. Um, let's see if they got any odds. They should have odds somewhere for these. Um, hold on. Laptop's bu- bugging. Um, looking for odds here. Covers, they got it. Volkanovski. What? Okay. So we'll go off bet this they have bet 365. It's a pick'em. It's a pick'em. What? That's crazy. Whitaker minus 188 to plus 163 Costa. Neil plus 200. Gary minus 250. Marab minus 188. Cejudo plus 163. Hernandez plus 140. Oh, that's Alex Serov. So they don't have these aren't the updated odds. So we'll have to get those next week on the pod um, for the updated odds. Uh, but yeah, that'll do it for uh, combat sports. Let's get into grading some coaching hires. All right. Um, so Patriots, Gerard Mayo, who was their linebackers coach for four years. Um, I gave this one a C. Uh, could be just a little too quick for him to be a head coach, in my opinion. Uh, I'm going to take the wait and see approach, and that's why I gave it an average of a C. I don't want to shit on any of these hires, and I don't want to overrate some of these hires. Some maybe I did, but I don't want. I definitely don't want to shit on any of these hires because I want to take the. I, I think some of these could be a little too soon for some guys, but I want to. I'll take the wait and see approach. Uh, Titans got Brian Callahan. He was the Bengals OC for four years. I gave this a B. I actually like the hire. 
Um, he had some really good offenses, albeit great weapons and great quarterback, but Cincinnati had some bad offensive lines, and he was still able to have some good offenses. So I actually really like this hire for the Titans, and I think it's perfect for a young quarterback like Will Levis. Panthers got uh, Dave Canals. He was the Bucks OC for a year, kind of the same as Mayo. Um, could just be too soon off one solid year as an OC. I'm going to take the wait and see. I gave that one a C. Uh, Falcons got Raheem Morris, um, was the Rams DC for three years. I actually, this is a B plus. I love this hire, you know, won a Super Bowl as a defense coordinator. Um, obviously the Falcons need help on both sides of the ball, but I think he brought in the quarterbacks coach from the Rams to be their OC. I think he'll fix that defense though and have them revving. I love this hire, Raheem Morris. Chargers, Jim Harbaugh, obviously was the Michigan coach. I gave it an A. He's led a team to a Super Bowl. He knows how to build a culture, and I think he'll help Herbert and the Chargers just win games. I think he's a really good coach. Um, not a huge fan, but I do think this was a great hire by the Chargers. Seahawks, Mike McDonald uh, was the Ravens' DC for two years. Again, is it too quick? You know, I would have thought they would try an offensive guy, you know, just because they had the defensive guy in Carroll. But again, wait and see. I gave it a C. Dan Quinn to the Redskins was the Cowboys DC for three years. Also the Falcons head coach for six years. I gave it a C plus. I mean, I truly don't think Dan is a head coach in the NFL. I think he's a great defense coordinator, but the Redskins did have to find what was left and he's a great DC. And I think for what was left, I don't mind. That's why I gave it a C plus. He's been a head coach before. He's gotten to a team to a Super Bowl. I just don't know if he can actually run a team. So we're going to see. See what happens there. He remains in the division. Uh, leaves the Cowboys as a defense coordinator job and takes the Redskins head coaching job. So let's get into some of these lists here before we do mock draft and Super Bowl talk. Uh, top sixteen quarterbacks of all greatest quarterbacks of all time, in my opinion. At sixteen, Roger Staubach. At fifteen, I got Terry Bradshaw. At fourteen, Warren Moon. At thirteen, Kurt Warner. At 12, Troy Aikman. And at 11, Big Ben. That's my 16 through 11. Feel free to message and uh, critique and comment about it. Um, So here's 6 through 10. At 10, Steve Young. At 9, Dan Marino. At 8, Brett Favre. At 7, Drew Brees, who I think gets massively overlooked in these rankings. And at 6 for me, John Elway. That would be my 10 through 6. Top 5, 5 Aaron Rodgers. I know what people are going to say because they don't like him. Take your fucking feelings out of it. Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Four for me. That Four, three is a toss-up. I wouldn't mind if you had it flipped. I have Manning at four, Montana at three. If you have Manning over Montana, I'm fine with that. Um, the t- the, those, are, those, are, uh, those guys are interchangeable for sure. Uh, two, one is, in my opinion, no, no debate at all. Patrick Mahomes is two. And again... When people see me call him the GOAT, I think when you, you know, how, what he can do on the field, I think he is the greatest thrower of the football we've ever seen. But Tom Brady is still number one. He has seven goddamn Super Bowls. Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. But Mahomes, man, you know, when it comes to, I just think when it comes to watching what happens on the field, I think Mahomes is the best it's ever been. But you have to take into account Brady has seven Super Bowls. And people always said it was the system of the Patriots. Well, then he went and won it at a franchise that had been in the in the shitter for a while, and he went and won it in Tampa. So Tom Brady's number one. And let's get into the uh, top 16 best quarterbacks currently in the NFL. J- guys who just missed the cut for me, Jordan Love, Tua, and Baker, they just missed the cut for me. 
At 16, I got Brock Purdy. Again, I, I think that Brock Purdy is a, a solid quarterback. I do think that what surrounds him has helped him, and their scheme has helped him look better than he is. But I do think he is a good quarterback. Guy he just played, Jared Goff, for me at 15. Kirk Cousins at 14. Deshaun Watson at 13. Matt Stafford at 12. And Kyler Murray at 11. I think people are really, really low on Kyler right now, which, I mean, come on, he's coming off an injury, and I thought he actually played pretty well when he came back and really didn't need to come back. Um, the season was over, and I thought he played well. So that's 11 through 16. 10 to 6, Jalen Hurts at 10, and Dak Prescott at 9. The top 8 is all AFC. That's insanity. So 8 to 6, Lawrence at 8, Rodgers at 7, and Herbert at 6. I'm not ready to say that Rodgers is completely toast. I'm going to give him the year. Top 5, Lamar at 5 for me. Um, people were calling Lamar, you know, top 15 greatest quarterback of all time. That's insanity. That's insanity to me. That's so crazy. He's not a good quarterback when it comes to coming from behind and being down in games and having to actually step into throws and make throws from the pocket and set his feet. His footwork to me is terrible. He is a great player. Don't get me wrong. He is not one of the 15 greatest quarterbacks ever. He's not even in the... If you... If you want to have him over the guy I have at four because you think I'm jumping, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, jumping too high, uh, too high on this guy, that's fine. CJ Stroud at four. I think CJ Stroud is unbelievable. Um, he has, he's just, un, he's just everything you want in a quarterback, CJ Stroud is. But where you can't argue is Lamar is not in this top three. Josh Allen at three, Burrow at two, Mahomes at one. That should be everyone's top three. Um, it should be Mahomes, Burrow, Allen. I guess if people, you know, I don't think Allen's better than Burrow. I think that's crazy too, but that should be the top three best quarterbacks in football. Easily, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen. And if you want to have Lamar at four, I'm fine with that. But he is not even in the top three of those guys. Currently, he's not top 15 all time either. That was ludicrous for people to say. So here we go, mock draft time. You know, I love the mocks. Again, kind of wanted to mix it up. Do some different picks and you know other stuff like that. So that, but you know you're gonna get this. You're gonna get the top two to me. I just don't think will be changed ever. Caleb Williams at one to the Bears and Drake May at two to the Redskins. Obviously, Cliff Kingsbury was hired at the Redskins OC. Some people saying, man, are the Redskins telling Kingsbury that they're trying to go all in on a trade to get number one to get Caleb Williams? Who knows? But he did. He did uh, sign as the Redskins OC today. Patriots at three. I always have a quarterback. I'm going to actually go Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver Ohio State. Again, I'm just thinking, what if they just don't love the other quarterbacks outside of Williams and May, and they can't get them, you know? And why not take the generational talent at wide receiver? So here's the first trade. Um, oh, I do have one other trade that would be kind of like pre-draft, and it does mix into this draft a little. Justin Fields to the Falcons. The Bears get pick 40, a 2025 second, and a 2025 fourth. So the Bears will have pick 40 in this mock. But here's this trade. The Raiders get pick four. The Cardinals get pick 13, pick 45, a 2025 first, and a 2025 third. So the Cardinals move down for a lot of draft capital. The Raiders move up to take Jaden Daniels, quarterback out of LSU. Chargers, kind of the same here. Brock Bowers, tight end out of Georgia. I just love the fit. Um, Giants, this time I'm going to go Romo Dunes, wide receiver out of Washington. Because um, I think O'Dunes and Malik Neighbors are very, very tight at 2-3. Um, and I could just, you know, I could see Romo Dunes going before neighbors. Here's a different one though. Titans go Malik neighbors. Instead of a tackle, they go wide receiver Malik neighbors out of LSU. 
Falcons at eight. They just traded for Fields, so they're going to still take Dallas Turner, edge out of Alabama. Um, I think that would be a very um, that would just be a good pick, and I think Raheem Morris would love that selection. Uh, Bears at nine. This time I'm going to instead of a, a, a receiver, I'm going to go. I, all the tackles fell here. I'm going to go Joe All offensive tackle out of Notre Dame to the to the Bears at nine, and the Jets take Olu Fashanu offensive tackle out of Penn State. Uh, another trade here. Um, Colts get pick 11. The Vikings move down to 15. They also get a 2025 second and a 2025 fifth. The Colts then take top, my top cornerback, Terrion Arnold, out of Alabama. Broncos at 12. Heard, I've heard some things that they do like Bo Nix, so I'm going to go Bo Nix here, quarterback out of Oregon, to the Broncos at 12. Cardinals now, since they moved down, they're going to take Jared Versailles, the edge at a Florida State. Cardinals in these in these mocks, I do have them as a team that trades down quite often. They get a lot of draft assets when I do trade mocks. Um, Saints at 14. I'm going to actually go J.C. Latham, offensive tackle out of Alabama. The Vikings, who moved down, still take a corner. They take Cooper DeGene, defensive back out of Iowa. A guy that I just He can play all over the field in the secondary. I love this pick for the Vikings. Seahawks at 16 go Chop Robinson, edge out of Penn State. Jaguars go Troy Fatanu, offensive lineman out of Washington. I got to protect Trevor. Bengals, I think there is a, a solid chance they lose T. Higgins. So I'm going to go Troy Franklin, wide receiver out of Oregon. Again, kind of mixing up some names, moving guys up and down the board, just, you know, test out some different mocks. Rams at 19 go Quinion Mitchell, the cornerback out of Toledo. He's rising up boards. Steelers at 20 go uh, Talise Fuaga, offensive tackle out of Oregon State. They need to help that O-line and help their quarter, young quarterback. Dolphins at 21 go Byron Murphy, interior defense alignment out of Texas. Eagles at 22 go Nate Wiggins, cornerback out of Clemson. Uh, Texans go Latu Latu, who, you know, I think there is a chance because of the past medical history that he could drop. If you're Houston, you'd love it. Latu Latu, edge out of UCLA, pair him and Will Anderson together. Cowboys at 24 go Marius Mims, the offensive tackle out of Georgia. Packers go Cameron Kinchin, safety out of Miami. Buccaneers go Keon Coleman, wide receiver out of Florida State. I think there is a chance that they lose. Uh, Mike Evans. Uh, Cardinals via Texans, their second one. They're going to go Kool-Aid McKinstry, cornerback out of Alabama. Bills at 28 go Jerzon Newton, interior defensive line out of Illinois. Lions go Michael Hall Jr., interior defensive lineman out of Ohio State. Ravens go Braylon Trice, edge out of Washington. The Chiefs go Brian Thomas Jr., wide receiver out of LSU. In the last trade, Vikings trade up to pick 32. Niners get pick 43. A 2025 second and that other 2025 second that they got via the the Vikings got via the Colts and the Vikings at 32 take Michael Penix Jr. quarterback out of Washington, you know get that fifth year option in there. Uh, so to start off round two, Panthers at 33 go Adonai Mitchell wide receiver out of Texas. Um, Redskins at 34 go Tyler Guyton offensive tackle out of OU. Patriots at 35 go J.J. McCarthy, quarterback out of Michigan. Cardinals at 36 take Jalen Polk, wide receiver Washington. Chargers go Tavondre Sweat, interior defense lineman Texas. Their defense just has to get better, um, in my opinion. Um, Giants at 38 go Landon Jackson, edge out of Arkansas. Titans go Graham Barton, offensive tackle Duke. Bears via the Falcons trade go Xavier Leggett, wide receiver out of South Carolina. Redskins via the Bears go Adisa, um, Adisa Ezek, 
edge out of Penn State. Packers via the Jets go Kingsley Suamantia, offensive tackle BYU. Niners via the Vikings trade go Jordan Morgan, offensive tackle Arizona. Saints via the Broncos, uh, Sean Payton trade go Jonah Ellis, edge out of Utah. Cardinals via the Raiders, um, again, beefing up that defense. Chris Jenkins, interior defense alignment out of Michigan. Eagles via the Saints go Jalen McMillan, wide receiver out of Washington. Colts go Xavier Worthy, wide receiver out of Texas. Uh, Giants via the Seahawks go Cooper Beebe, offensive guard out of Kansas State. Jaguars go Kalen King, cornerback out of Penn State. Bengals take Leonard Taylor, interior defense lineman out of Miami. Rams take Jackson Powers Johnson, center out of Oregon. Steelers go Ennis uh, Rockshaw Jr., cornerback out of Mizzou. Dolphins go Patrick Paul, offensive tackle Houston. Eagles go Tyler Newbin, safety out of Minnesota. Um, Browns go Mason Smith, interior defense lineman LSU. The Cowboys take the first running back off the board, Jonathan Brooks, running back out of Texas. The Packers then also go running back at 57. They take Trey Benson out of Florida State. Buccaneers take TJ Tampa, cornerback out of Iowa State. Texans take Edron Cooper, interior linebacker A&M, defensive heavy. Um, Bills take Devontae Walker, wide receiver out of UNC. Lions take Josh Newton, cornerback out of TCU. Ravens take the third running back off the board, Bucky Irving out of Oregon. Chiefs take Rook Orokoro, interior defense lineman out of Clemson. And the Niners take Lab McConkey, wide receiver out of Georgia. So that is my 13.0 mock draft with trades, chaos, moving guys around the board. Um, obviously, the the exact order of the draft will be set after Sunday's Super Bowl, um, 1 through 32. Every round will be set. So let's get into it. Preview. Um, man, where do I start? Uh, Niners. Um, Niners offense, Chiefs defense has looked really, really good. Uh, they've been really good all all goddamn year. I think they've been the most consistent and best defense in football all season long. Because the Niners in four of the last five have given up 24 or 27 plus. I think the Chiefs defense has just been unreal all year. All year they've been consistent. Um, it'll be different for the Chiefs because the Niners like to go quick. They like to throw you know bubble screens, quick routes. Uh, you know, they don't really want to make Purdy hold the ball and throw downfield. So that'll be different. Also, the Chiefs got to deal with McCaffrey in the backfield running and catching. That's going to be different. You know, that'll be obviously tough for any team um, to stop. Um, Chiefs offense, again, I think the game plan against Baltimore was tremendous uh, early, especially. I think Baltimore caught up to it, and then the Chiefs line just couldn't hold up in the second half. Um they the Chiefs O line is going to have to hold up though to give Mahomes time, and I worry that's the spot I worry about for the Chiefs is the tackles. Can they hold up against the Niners? That'll be the biggest. That'll be the biggest question mark for the Chiefs offense. Can those tackles hold up to give Mahomes time to throw the ball? You know, to Rasheed Rice, to Kelsey, to MVS, to Watson, to Noah Gray. Can they run the ball well? Uh, the Niners defense has given up some, you know, yards on the ground as of late. Can Pacheco have a game? Um, you're going to need that as well. Um, again, it's just different. You know, Niners defense, again, I think they've, they haven't been as good, and you're dealing with the best quarterback in football in Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be really interesting. Let's check the odds before I give my prediction. Um, Chiefs 
49ers Super Bowl odds. Um, okay, so what do we go? This was this one was twelve hours ago. USA Today. We'll check what they got. Um, I I should have checked my ESPN ESPN bet book before. Um, see what the line is right now. It is uh, 49ers minus two. Uh, the money line is Niners minus one thirty. Chiefs plus one ten. The over under is forty seven and a half for the game. Um. So that is. Um, I'm not. I'm not really shocked by the Niners being favorite because I, you know, I think the Niners off definitely offensively have been better than the Chiefs this year. Man, that Chiefs defense is nasty. Um, prediction. Uh, I, I've been on the Chiefs. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl, and once the Cowboys were out, I picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Um, and I just I, I trust Mahomes and Andy Reid more than I trust Purdy and Shanahan in this situation. I know that's not what it all comes down to. But, you know, it does come down to that. You know, it just does. Um, I'm going to go Chiefs 27, Niners 20 is my Super Bowl 58 prediction. I think Mahomes gets his third ring. Kelsey, third ring. Reed, third ring. I think they cement themselves as one of the best dynasties of all time. Um, it's still a great dynasty, win or lose. Four Super Bowl appearances in five years. Obviously, 3-1 and one sounds a lot better than 2-2. Two and two. Um but I mean, I think it it is still wild that they they really just offensively and you know they haven't been they haven't been great offensively the entire postseason. But mainly their offense has been really good besides that second half against Baltimore, um, and they were awful in the regular season. You know they won games because their defense, and they still have won games because their defense. Their defense held Buffalo to twenty four, Miami to seven, Baltimore to ten. This defense is elite. We're gonna look back and say, man, this Chiefs defense is one of the best defenses ever. They are holding teams low. Their defense is very good. Spags deserves a ton of credit for what he's done. The secondary is disgusting. Um, I mean, Nick Bolton, Chris Jones on top of it, Carl Loftus. I, I just, I'm going to take the Chiefs in this spot. Uh, would I be shocked if the Niners won? I wouldn't say I'd be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked, but I just, I think the Chiefs will get this done. I truly do. I really think the Chiefs get this done. And uh, I think, you know, like I said, I think they hold their third Super Bowl title in five years. And again, one of the greatest dynasties ever. Um, Obviously, the Patriots is number one. But the Chiefs, in my opinion, they've already cemented themselves as one of the best dynasties of all time. Um, But this win would put them into the next level, in my opinion. It really would. Like I said, three and one sounds a lot better than two and two. Uh, But yeah, I cannot wait to watch. Obviously, you know, love the Super Bowl. Um, cannot wait, and we'll be we'll have KB and the boys, and we're gonna we're gonna do some extra stuff for that. I think we're gonna do some. We'll have a thing where each of us come with some. You know, we'll have our playoff picks, and uh, we'll have our Super Bowl game picks, and we'll have some prop bets that we like as well. We'll just go through, and each of us will have two, three prop bets. You know, maybe some of the fun bets as well. Gatorade color, over under on the national anthem time, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll hit all that uh, Friday night. Um, I think everyone's done but me on locks. I have a game tomorrow for locks uh, that I need, actually, to go positive. So hopefully Man City gets it done for me. But, yeah, uh, we'll be back Sunday night post-Super Bowl or Monday morning. I might, Depending on what I'm doing for the Super Bowl, I might have to shoot it Monday morning and be out Monday evening uh, for the Super Bowl, uh, for Super Bowl reaction. But, yeah, I cannot wait um, to watch the game. Uh, it's 
it's the best. Super Bowl's the best. But uh, yeah, so we'll be back Friday with KB and the boys and talking all stuff Super Bowl as well. And then Monday, we'll be back with unedited post-Super Bowl, Super Bowl reactions. So yeah, again, thank you all for listening. Love you all. Peace.